0: Territory Jackson somehow upright And throws it downfield The ball caught A wild play Duvernay on the receiving end Hallelujah 43 Nick Moore snaps it Gordon Stout holds it up y'all welcome back to yet another edition of sports chat you already know what it is with your boy DJ hope everyone is doing pretty good out there I've been trying to do uh, my episodes consecutively as I could if that's a word but you know what I'm trying to say I've been trying to do my episodes uh, back-to-back but I did miss a couple of them I uh, didn't go over that win great win from the Ravens against the Detroit Lions um and, uh of course, last week we had the Cardinals, so the Ravens riding about a three-game win streak. But before I get into that, it seemed like I haven't talked to you guys in a while. And if I, and if I did already say this, I probably will repeat this story. So I told you a couple of weeks ago, right, when I had my issues with my old vehicle 2019 Hyundai Sonata, um, just some stuff that the mechanic was talking about that I didn't really like, even though he's being very truthful, but I was just like, man, I need to get out of this car. Uh, I still had a little money that I owed on the car and I knew I was going to carry over some type of negative equity, right? So I was just like, look, I don't care. I'm trying to get out of this car. So um, I think when I had gotten my vehicle back from the mechanic, uh, it probably was a week in between, something like that. Um <clears throat> And I had went to, actually, I think I remember telling the story, but I'll tell it again because I, I like saying it. <laughs> but anyway, I remember going there on Thursday, October the 19th. The reason why that day is so special was because that's the day that I start started my employment where I work now, been there for about eight years. Um, so it was actually on, not to the day, I don't believe, because this is back in 2015, October the 19th, I don't know what day that was, but um, yeah, October the 19th was my eight year anniversary at my current employer. So that's special to me. And, um, this day was made special. I went into the dealer. Um, I knew what car that I wanted. I wrote down the different vehicles that I was looking at. I probably wrote down too much information, but, um, I was writing down different things. And last I had contacted them through the or online and um the guy thought that I wanted the Tucson and I had already saw the Tucson like May of last year when the twins were born so I was like "Ah, I don't really like this um Tucson it was a little too small for my liking and I wanted something a little more spacious so when I looked at the Hyundai Santa Fe I said yeah I like this I I like the look of it um so we test drove it and all of that when I got there. I told them what I was interested in. And then, of course, we were talking about payments. Payments was, I mean, the, the projected ones that I saw, fourteen and 1100 And I'm just like, no. I know all of those numbers were estimate, but I'm like, uh-uh. So when I saw how much they were value in my car, which was like four grand, Now, mind you, before I came to the deal, and I felt so prepared because usually I didn't do that when I came to I I know a lot of people that may listen to this that are – um, vehicle connoisseurs or know about the dealers and all that probably like usually did digital research the other times yeah but this time I felt more prepared I went to Kelly Blue Book valued my car um, honestly and it gave me about an 8300 value now mind you I owed a little over 13 on this vehicle I had it since 2019 and paid off I mean if I had to think maybe 20 let me see, probably about 20 grand or something like that, that I did pay off. So I'm like eight grand valuing, oh, a little over 13, that negative equity I would carry over, you know, it's cool, at least to me. Some people probably think that was too much to carry over, but I didn't think it was bad as long as it was under double digits. (laughs) Um, It may be a little closer to five or whatever. That's what I was going for, right? So anyway, did all of this came back. He came back, gave me a four thousand. I was like, ah, let me see the out the door price. Right. So this is something that I learned from one of the guys on YouTube um, channels on YouTube. And I said, let me see the out the door price. So he came back with another figure and I'm like, okay, he breaking down everything. And I'm just like, okay, all right. Um, And when he came back, the value that he had was different from the first time it was 4,000 more. And they were offering about 8400 which I'm like, that's what Kelly Book said. So why did he come the first time? So, you know, it's all a game, whatever. Um, make a long story short, we got everything ironed out. Um, the payments were where I was comfortable in paying for them. Um, got gap insurance included. So that took my payment up a little bit, maybe like $10 or something like that. But I wanted the gap insurance included in that. Um, of course, on all Hondas, they do the 100,000 mile um, warranty, but mine is 150,000 miles uh, warranty. So I don't plan on, um, well, I do plan on having this car for a little while because now I think about it at my job, they have a van pool service and that is what I just recently signed up for. Um, I drive about 390 miles in a week to work so it's like 78 miles a round trip a day so that's going to save me a lot of gas um, definitely a lot of of miles um, because some days I stay over a little late doing overtime so that may be one day out the week so it will drastically improve those areas and my mileage will be absolutely great I believe so so um, I was happy ecstatic <laughs> um, I was determined I wanted to I wanted to get a new vehicle and and not even just that right I went not there with the mind frame Lord if I don't get a new car I would just ride it out with this one if I have to every some odd miles check the um spark plugs and different things of that nature that I would have had to change out would have been like two hundred and something dollars a pop. Now don't get me wrong, I know spark plugs are very simple to change. I saw it on the internet um by a on a YouTube page and he made it look very uh easy um but I know if you don't separate the uh I don't know what they call I don't think they call prongs, but if you don't separate or space out the little pin or whatever it is on the spark plug it can cause misfire so you have to know what you're doing and I wasn't comfortable in doing that on my only vehicle now had I had what you call a beta, <laughs> I certainly would have did it on that car or practiced certain things on that car uh, I mean I saw a lot of a lot of stuff you know oil changes and, and brake changes and and different fluid changes and stuff very simple easy straight to the point point. But I'm not practicing it on my only vehicle so I would have been comfortable if that if I wasn't able to get this Santa Fe Um, and if I wasn't able to get that I would have at least seen if I could get an upgraded Hyundai Sonata Uh, but this is I just missed a part of um, what I was really excited about so he asked me how my credit was I knew my credit was pretty good right but I do have a little balance carried over on a couple of my credit cards that I'm paying down just because of the times. I've never used my credit cards like this, but because of the times, twins, babies going to eat, different things need to be done. I've been using two more, two specifically more than more than anything, um, and I thought it was going to come back different or lower. And when he came back and he said, "Oh, credit." Excellent, and he laid the paper on the table. I almost fell out the chair because the credit score was at 840. Um, I knew it was good, but I didn't know it was that good. So I was like, "Wow!" So he's like, "Yeah, you're good. Everything gonna be fine. You know, and everything else worked itself out." And those that are having trouble out there with your credit cards and things of that nature, I definitely will advise paying way more than a minimum. But I also will advise charging what you can. That's what I did on my very first credit card back. Um, maybe when I was 18, I think I got my very first credit card at 19 or 20, one of the two, I can't remember, but I got the credit card and I would charge 20, $25 a month. And some people are like, what? Yes. One day it just popped in my head when I was literally on the phone talking to the bank, and the, um, getting my first credit card, and I said, "Hold up! So if I get something that's twenty five dollars, and I pay it off, I won't be in debt, right?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I'm thinking, like, why do people make this? Because I don't make it like this is my money to spend. I can do anything I want. No, I made it like this is money that's lent to me. So that's what I was doing. And my very first car, I had like a seven ten credit score or something like that. I think for this last car, I just traded in. It was like a seven thirty, and then just now an eight forty. So. Um, And like I said, I still carry over balance on two of my cards well over. I'll I'll be straight up honest, well over a thousand dollars, but I manage it really good. Um, I manage it really, really well. I'll end up paying a couple of hundred and then maybe go and spend in half of what I just paid off. Um, But that's just my formula of managing um, the debt and. On one of my cards, I can actually go on and like, let's say if I pay 60 and 50 or um, if I pay, if I go to Walmart and I spend like $60 and go back and then and, and spend maybe 40 and then I get uh, $35 for gas or something like that, I can literally go on my card and pay those off individually. And then once I turn around and see how much I paid, it's freaking, you know, 200 and something dollars. So anyway. I just said all this to encourage you guys that if you're thinking about getting a vehicle, I know there's been a lot of talk about not buying a vehicle and that's why I was on a fence. Um, not saying don't take that advice, but if you're in the position where you need one, where I really, really needed one, um, or felt like I needed one, um, I mean, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. <laughs> so anyway, let me hurry up and do this and get out of your way. You guys know I'm doing this early in the morning right now. And it's actually probably about 845 Sunday, a couple of hours before the Ravens and the Seahawks kickoff. Um, but quickly, last week, the Ravens and the Cardinals, it wasn't so – The uh, Lamar didn't perform um, – As great as he did, right, against the Lions, 350-plus yards, 155 QB rating. I think this was his third time uh, having a perfect rating, um, and he joins a really good cast that includes Tom Brady. So he had an awesome, awesome game, and uh, Lamar and company did a great job. The defense, five sacks, eight hits, eight quarterback hits, I'm sorry, six pass defenses, Geno Stone had another interception. Uh, it was his fourth interception at the time, leading the league. Um, and and they just did their thing, really. They they just did their thing. Um, I don't think the offensive line for the Ravens gave up any sacks whatsoever. So they just held the Detroit Lions in check. Now, fast forward to Glen. What is it, Glensdale, Arizona, or Scott Scotts, wherever wherever the Cardinal Stadium is. <laughs> Um, this actually is the hometown of one Mark Andrews. I would argue the best tight end right now in football. Nothing against Kelsey. He is definitely a legend. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say he's been having the greatest season, but I think that um, Mark Andrews has been having a remarkable season. He is leading the league among all tight ends uh, in touchdowns and maybe in receiving yards as well, but I know for sure touchdowns. But this particular game, like I say, wasn't the best for Lamar. Um, Probably almost half the yards that he had in the Lions game um – he had in this game 157 yards, 18 to 27. That's like 66% compared to, I think it was 77% last, um, the week before last. Um, the offensive line didn't play so well. Four sacks, giving up. Uh, Ronnie Stanley was having some trouble in pass coverage, a lot of trouble in, in pass coverage. I know they were switching them from left to right sometimes, uh, but he didn't do too well there. 94 quarterback rating. For Lamar, so not so so great. Uh Josh Dobbs number looked better, and that's just because I think towards the end he was getting a lot of trash yards or the defense wasn't playing up uh, as well. Um but I would say on the Ravens side of, of things, uh it was it was Gusta Bus Day. Three total touch, uh three touchdowns on a day, five total touchdowns for the year. Uh, 80 yards on the ground. He he did his thing. The Ravens used him um, as they were set up in a lot of cases off of what the defense did. The defense was playing really, really good. Geno Stone did get his fifth um, pick of the season, of course, still leading the league. Uh, Brandon Stevens, uh, beautiful interception from him after uh, Josh Dobbs overthrew his receiver um, the the uh Ravens uh still leading in uh sacks. Uh, they added two more to their uh, repertoire. If that's the right word, <laughs> so, no, added two more um sacks to their records. Um, but in this particular game, I like I said, Ronnie Stanley wasn't playing as well. Um, I did not like the Trey McBride um, catch and tush-push in the end zone. I thought that the Ravens did stop their forward or his forward progress. I don't know what the refs were doing there. But anyway, it made the game seem a lot closer than what it was, and it was not as close um, as it appeared to be. Um, but I'm glad that the Ravens did uh, sneak out that win. A lot of penalties in that first drive. Um, I know Marlon Humphrey, I think he had a defensive hole or a pass interference that set up the first touchdown for the Cardinals. And it was a couple of other ones that I didn't get a chance to jot down, uh, but the Ravens definitely have to get that straightened out. Um, and I think they should be, I think they should be all right. I think they should be all right with that game. Like I said, it was, it, it, it was pretty much over, um, Maybe – I can't even think what quarter it was, but it was pretty much over maybe in the late, what, third quarter or early fourth or something like that, whatever. The game the game was over. The Ravens started to ca- catch their stride, and it, it was pretty much over. The rest of those points in, in yards were, you know – Made it look good, but it really didn't. All right, <laughs> so on to this Ravens Seahawks um, game. Uh, Ravens are actually one and zero against the Seahawks, or should I say, the um, Lamar Jackson is one and zero against the Seahawks. Um, I just was looking at his records to all of the teams that he has faced in his career. You know, that he's 17 and one, um, against all NFC teams, and the last NFC team that he lost to actually came last year. Against the New York Football Giants, and that was a whole nother day. I I don't know what was going on that game. I was really pissed off with Lamar in that game, but that was the only game that he's lost in his career to an NFC opponent. Um, also, uh, like I just said, the uh, or Lamar Jackson is one and all against the Seahawks. The last time they faced the Seahawks, if my memory serves me correct, was in 2019 when they went on the 14 and two run. And that's when Russell Wilson actually was still with the Seattle Seahawks. I can see it in my head now when he threw the pass to, it maybe was Tyler Lockett or somebody, I can't remember who it was, but I remember Marcus Peters picking it off and he ran it back for a touchdown and that's when the Ravens just went on their run Um, when they honestly, it probably was the year where they at least should have been in the AFC championship game, but. That's another story for another day. <laughs> uh, but in this game, we bring in the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't know what their win streak is, but I know they are 5-2. and two. I know they did defeat the Browns uh, last uh, week. I forget what that score was, uh, but it was a close game, and it was like a last-minute touchdown from Geno uh, Smith. And Geno Smith has been playing exceptionally well in this particular uh, offense of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'm surprised. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think that Geno would be as good as he is. We all remember when he was with the Jets and people said he was with the Jets. So what do you expect? And they might have a point there, but um, Geno just did not look good with the Jets whatsoever this year. He's been, he's been looking decent, but the last three games, he has thrown five interceptions. Uh, He has not been able to handle the pressure as well as he was able to handle it last year. Um, and I think that's what the Ravens need. That's I think that's their point of attack on the defense. I think we need to bring some pressure on Geno Stone. I think we need to shut down uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. The Ravens do have the number one pass defense in the league. I think they're holding um, pass catches to maybe like a 78 rate uh, about 5.4 or something like that yards per catch. Uh, they they are very, very stout when it comes to the pass game. Um, now, of course, we would love for them to be great in both the pass and the run. But they're not as well in the run game. They're giving up too much um, on the ground. Definitely over four yards a carry. And the Ravens need to get that in place. Um, they need to fix that. Um, Seattle, on the other hand, are doing really well on the ground, only giving up about 3.1 yards a carry to runners. Uh, but the QBs, they give giving over 5 yards per carry. So that, that plays right into the hand of Lamar Jackson. He averages about 45 yards per carry. I'm sorry, per game, not per carry. <laughs> 45 yards per game. Um, so this should play right into the hand of Lamar Jackson. They probably do a lot of... Uh, runs with Lamar, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens get some chunks of yardage um, because of the Seahawks' inability to stop the run from the quarterbacks. Um, uh, mm. Yeah, so there's not much that I got to say about this game, y'all. I'm just ready for it to get on. I know in a couple of hours, maybe an hour or so, maybe in 30 minutes, got to check my time. We got the Dolphins. Um, going up against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and this is the fourth of five games, international games, this year. Of course, the first three were in London, it included my Baltimore Ravens over in uh, the UK, Uh, and today sparks the first game in Germany for this season uh, uh, with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the... Miami Dolphins and we know the whole um, relationship between Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs of course we know he wanted to get 20 M's is what he said in the uh, interview with Shannon Sharp and he got just that with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the number one offense right now in the league and um The Dolphins are trying to come up. Uh, We see that they had got Jalen Ramsey back last week. He had an interception against Mac Jones. I hear that uh, Zabian Howard, their second best corner, will be back in this game as well. Uh, I just want to see how things go because a lot of of Chiefs fans um, have not been completely honest with themselves. And what I mean by that is being completely honest and saying that they have not been able to replace Tyreek Hill since he'd been traded away to Miami Dolphins. They they just haven't. Yes, they got some, some draft capital back and they were able to fix that defense and that defense are playing a lot better than they had played in the tenure of one um, Patrick Mahomes. But with that being said, the offense have not, I mean, they've had to bring in two or three receivers to replace Tyreek Hill and that's how great this dude is. Um, he's already, he already have over what a thousand yards. We had nine weeks in the NFL. Um, so he's leading the league in that. And I think I saw a stat that all of the receivers of the chiefs have over 1100 yards combined. So (laughs) it takes all of them to combine what he has just by himself. So I want to see how this game go. I want to see, um, actually the home team is the Chiefs, So the chiefs will be playing host to the dolphins and I want to see how this thing go. We know last week, the, the chiefs lost to, um, division Bravo and the, the Denver Broncos, 24-9. Uh, they actually played in Denver. We know the mile high and all of that. Maybe that played a role um, because Patrick Mahomes always, already was sick with the flu or getting over the flu or whatever, what was going on with him. And his numbers were okay. I think he had over 200 and some odd yards, um, but he did throw two interceptions. So that's not very Patrick Mahomes-like. I don't know how many interceptions he had on on the year. Um, if I had to guess maybe about seven, um, which probably was more than what he had last year, maybe. Um, actually, he might have had a little more than last year. I think he had double-digit interceptions last year. I could be wrong. But I want to see how that go. Um, so that should be an interesting game as well. Um, yeah, so that should be about the kickoff NFL Network, if you don't know. And I'm definitely about to watch that one. Um, But, yeah, back to my Ravens and Seahawks game. I think this is going to be a pretty close game. Ravens actually a favorite by six or six and a half points here. Um, I'm going to go, of course, with my Baltimore Ravens winning this game, going on a four-game win streak. I can't even think of who we play next week. Let me see if I can see really quick who my Ravens play next week. Because – it's going to be rather important, right? So, so my Ravens actually play the Browns at home next week. That's going to be a pretty big game. So a divisional game, we beat the Browns, of course, in their home stadium, and they're coming back. And I guarantee you that Deshaun Watson is going to be so miraculously um, activated for this game. I can guarantee you that he is. But that's probably why he wasn't playing other games, because he probably wants some retribution, even though he wasn't playing – he didn't play in the first game that we played earlier this season, so – that's another story for another day. But my prediction for this um, Seahawks-Ravens um, game, I'm going to say 27-21. I think it's going to definitely, the Ravens are going to definitely cover. I don't see a 27-23, 24, 26, anything like that. I'm looking at a 27-21. I think the Ravens are going to go 7-2. and two. Seahawks going to drop the 5-3. and three. Uh, That's my prediction, and that's what I'm sticking to. All right, y'all, thank y'all for joining me on this episode of Sports Chat with yours truly, DJ. I will be looking forward to talking to you guys soon. Peace out. Devin Duvernay in the Patriots' territory. Jackson Stop.